0: And we are live. Welcome back to the Spooky Swap Podcast.
1: Spooky Swap, Spooky Swap. (laughs) You don't get to shame my jingle and then sing it this time.
0: I was waiting for you to do it. I was waiting for you to do it.
1: No, because you shamed me last time.
0: Oh. Well, welcome back to Spooky Swap, which is an offshoot of the Content Swap Podcast, in which. For the month of October, we are picking different themes each week, watching a bunch of movies in that theme, specifically only discussing two in which we assigned each other. But you know, throughout the rest of the week, we watched a decent amount of movies in that theme. Um, Aside from this week. Except for this week. That's a lie. Uh, (laughs) We didn't didn't really watch any any movies except the ones that we were assigned because this week's theme was eerie aliens and aliens just weren't fitting the bill for like October spooky vibes you know what I mean
1: yeah I mean I'm just like never in an alien I just don't I just I come to realize I just don't care for alien movies
0: wow I mean like scary alien movies or just any any alien movies star wars
1: I mean but that's not like an alien movie you know you're not watching it for the aliens you're watching it for the people and like space shooters and and sword fights so
0: movies with aliens that have a specific focus on the fact that there are aliens in it
1: yeah where it's like the whole purpose of the movie is aliens you know like star wars i don't even consider them aliens because it's like they're just that's just humanity you know that version of humanity
0: well, there's tons of non-human I'm, right, characters.
1: right? But I'm like, that's just the norm. So to me, it's not, they're not aliens because that's just normal. Right.
0: Like when you look at Yoda, you're not like, that's an, an alien. alien. Right. You're just like, like, that's my friend Yoda. Exactly. Yeah. Like
1: that's just another species. It's it, like looking at a puppy. <laughs> And I'm not looking at a puppy like, that's an alien. It's like, that's just another species of thing Gotcha. that exists. Like
0: maybe you could grab a drink with Yoda, but you're not going to grab a drink with, you know, the xenomorph from Alien.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: <laughs> Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's silly. Um, okay. Well, before we dive into this week's content, we like to provide a quick little update on things that are going on with us, sometimes it's content that we're watching, it's a variety of things. So if you wanna skip ahead to just the content that's in the title of the episode, we put the, uh, what do you call them? Timestamps. Thank you. We put the timestamps in the description so you can skip ahead there if you would like. Mm -hmm. Um, But with all that being said, uh, take it away. What's new with you this week?
1: yeah not much so we caught up on Jujutsu kaisen and it just solidified that Jujutsu kaisen is my favorite anime like i know i know there's so many anime out there but for me it's just my favorite it's my top number one i love it more than attack on titan i love it more than naruto i love it more than anything i've seen um yeah we
0: we caught up on that last night and i will say because we were like five episodes behind So we got to watch a lot of it all in one go. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it was just
1: mind blowing.
0: Uh, It was mind blowing how much time and detail and love went into the animation. Like, I don't think I've really seen that many episodes of something that well animated in like one consecutive go, you know? Mm -hmm. like some shows will have kind of their basic animation and then suddenly it'll be like oh this sequence is just extremely well animated and this was kind of doing that in the first season but then this season it's like yeah we're just gonna do those well animated moments all the time Mm -hmm. and yeah it's very impressive highly recommend
1: yeah no I love it and I really want to like go back because we we have been like watching it and like Not like not consecutively like we've been taking really big breaks in between the episodes and so I feel like I need to sit and just rewatch it all in like one go to get that cohesive story um and i almost did that while you were playing video games and i was like last I, night yeah i was like i feel like it's gonna be mad if i do that so i won't yeah because i want to rewatch it too i know but i like i was so just like i want to see it again right now <laughs> like i just am so in the mood for it the opening credits the ending credits are so good the songs like the visuals just ah it's so good it's such a vibe
0: yeah it's it's the first time I've seen an anime do like uh, lean into I guess the time of year that it's releasing uh, its episodes or I guess like what's going on right now the event takes place on Halloween in the show and it's kind of like because it's a show that's about like curses and uh, you know curse hunters or curse sorcerers and I don't know how how Mm you call it what you'd call that but um Jujutsu sorcerers I guess um because it's a show that's like that it just it fit the the october theme fits really well and so it's like really cool that an anime is saying like hey we've got this big scary event happening mm-hmm. uh in the universe that takes place on Halloween but then we're also releasing the episodes over the course of the fall season mm-hmm. and i'm assuming it'll kind of like come close to an end around real life Halloween and i just think that's a really cool concept it's a really cool idea um it's not the first show to do kind of like a a very spooky kind of thing but it's certainly the first time i've seen an anime do that while releasing its episodes in a serial form uh during you know the spooky season so yeah it's really cool Mm
1: -hmm. yeah um so yeah so because i really wanted to sit and like rewatch it (laughs) but couldn't um i was like really in the mood for anime which Has been very rare As of late I am never in the mood To watch anime Um And I kind of miss it And so I was like, I want to watch the anime, but I'm also very, very sleepy right now. I don't want anything that's just, like, screaming at me (laughs) through the TV, Um, because a lot of anime is just, like, a lot of screaming, a lot of intense emotions, intense feelings. (gasps) Uh, Yeah, and so I was like, I, that's not what I'm looking for. So I decided to start Beastars again, like, rewatch it from season one, episode one, because I was like, I remember this being, like, a pretty chill, like, in the way that, like, that their tone is always pretty like you know they're just talking like this and it's kind of just like, <sighs> like what is
0: B stars describe it to the people yeah you may not know. <laughs> very interesting premise there it,
1: it is it is um <laughs> so Beastars stars is basically a show about these animals who have like very human-like qualities so they're like living lives as like humans would so uh it's in particular it follows these like i guess they're in high school like high schoolers um And the whole kind of premise of the show is you have, like, carnivores and herbivores who – and omnivores, I guess, who all kind of, like, live harmoniously. Um, And there's kind of, like, rules in place to ensure that that remains true. Um, And so that's kind of, like, how society is is set up. And it just operates as a typical, like, human society, essentially. Um, However, at this school, there is – a animal who is attacking um herb herbivores and so because of the stereotypes of you know what carnivore i don't even want to say stereotypes but like biologically <laughs> what carnivores typically eat which is meat um it gets it like starts to play around with like it's like racism but like in animal format so it's like you have you now have herbivores who are like those carnivores they're terrible they're scary they're like they must be the ones doing this like it has to be them we're we're afraid and the carnivores are like you all just see us as monsters and that's not who we are like what the heck like we didn't we're not doing this like it's not us or whatever and it's like it's like it ends up becoming like a much more complex kind of storyline about like Social dynamics, I guess is the better way to put it.
0: Right, but it's like, I've never seen something that is commentating on social dynamics that's also kind of like, well, there are just some people in society who like to eat other people. <laughs> and we have to like reconcile with that yeah. and not judge them for the fact that they are just designed to want to eat us. Yeah, But also you know the carnivores are like no like what don't 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 go blaming me for everything just because you think that you know but just because i'm a carnivore and you think somebody else did it but then at the same time on the inside they're like oh man i would love to eat some some meat. you know and so it's, it's 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 like they're, they're battling because yeah. it's like
1: they have instincts right like, yes that's I what have it is. my instinct yeah I'm not going to act on those instincts, and we have mechanisms to prevent me from acting on those instincts, and it makes it even harder when you have all these people telling me I am a monster right. who, you know, is, is doing is is like harmful in this sort of way. So it's it's yeah a very interesting there's, show.
0: There's a there's a wolf who love like, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. He, uh, his name's uh, Legoshi. Yeah. He can't quite Legoshi. figure out if he just wants to eat this rabbit, or if he's sexually attracted to this rabbit. Yeah, he's it's like this, in love with her. It's like this weird, he's got an obsession, but he like, he he clearly has uh, an affinity for her like on an emotional level, but yeah. then there's like his instincts that are saying like, well, I'm supposed to eat her. Yeah. And him like, yeah, trying to navigate that emotional journey is just really interesting. Like, you're not yeah. gonna get that from anything else.
1: Yeah. It's quite the show. I know there's supposed to be a new final season coming out pretty soon. Is it a final season? I thought you told me it was a final season. Uh,
0: Maybe if I Uh, said that probably. Yeah, I
1: think it was like a final season, but, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I picked that back up and was like, oh yeah, I forgot how good the show was. Um, and it's a perfect like late night show. Watch a few episodes before bed and yeah. So that's been fun. Other than that, not much else i haven't really been engaging with much content been kind of slowing down life's just been kind of busy so so yeah so not too much else that's it (laughs) nice yeah how about yourself
0: uh yeah so in my case i i'll just go ahead and like update on games i i'm still kind of like trying to watch clone wars and one piece which I did not make a ton of progress on this week, so nothing really to say about that. Um, as far as how my games are going, I played a lot of Sea of Stars this week, and I started to really kind of get into a rhythm with it and really enjoying it. Um, it, does, it does feel like, you know, like once you can just kind of sit with it and just kind of be in it, um, it does reveal itself to just be kind of like consistently... Entertaining. I do think the combat is getting like a little bit repetitive. But I think the story events are uh, doing some really cool things that uh, have me really interested right now. So I'm definitely enjoying that. But on the flip side of that, that's kind of complicating things, is that yesterday was October 20th, which was the simultaneous release of Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation 5 and Super Mario Bros. Wonder on the Nintendo Switch. Both of which are just, like, incredibly big, heavy-hitter game franchises, just individual titles on their own. Both of them have a meta-review, a meta-score that is 90+. plus. So, both are just incredible games. I've played a little bit of both. Both are very good, um, but... I remember the last time I played you know like when I played the first Marvel Spider-Man I enjoyed it a bit at first then got distracted by a different game and then kind of came back to it later and I kind of like lost that momentum and I kind of had slightly lost like the investment that I had initially so I think what I'm gonna try to do is since I started Spider-Man yesterday I'm very invested in it right now so I think I'm really just kind of try and focus on, like, this is the game that I'm primarily playing right now. Um, and then kind of have, like, Sea of Stars as the... Still have that be, like, the Switch game that I am playing. Um, and more so kind of treat Mario kind of like a, this. This isn't a game that I focus on. It's just kind of a game that's there and in the background and I can pick up and play whenever and slowly make progress on. And I think maybe when I finish Sea of Stars, then I might put more of like a singular focus on Mario. Um, But I really, since Mario is like, potentially could be played with up to, you know, four people or five people, I don't don't know what the exact number is, but because it can be a multiplayer game, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to just dive in and try to do all of that right now because... Um, that's something that we could play together, and games that are really good that we can play together don't come out all that often. So I do want to take advantage of that and not just, um, you know, waste the opportunity. So, yeah, um, big weekend for that, and like this this new Martin Scorsese Killers of the Flower Moon movie came out this weekend. So it's just like yesterday was just a killer day of releases. Um, it's pretty incredible what a what a good weekend everybody wins um so yeah that's my update nice yeah well with that being said uh we have two alien movies this week the theme was eerie aliens and what better movie to start off with than the classic alien movie itself
1: alien yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) so take it away
1: yep So, I was assigned alien, which came out in 1979. Um, and so, basically, our story began, begins, begins with a space crew making their way back home when suddenly they receive a distress call from a planet. Um, and based on the contracts that they all signed, they are obligated to investigate this distress call. So, that's exactly what they decide to do. So, once they arrive on this planet... Um, three members of the crew go out to kind of explore and see if they can find like where this call was kind of coming from. And they basically come face to face with this weird unknown alien spaceship. And one of the members finds a bunch of eggs and as a dumb person would do, touches it. (laughs) And an alien like pops out and like attaches itself to his face. So they, the other two members, bring him back into the ship to the dismay of Sigourney Weaver, and a you
0: just casually mentioned Sigourney Weaver.
1: (laughs) She's she's like the only person that I knew in this movie. Yeah, yeah, she's one of the crew members, and she's kind of like the second head of the ship, I guess. Um,
0: Second in command.
1: Yeah, and so she's like, no. We need to put him in quarantine. And they're like, we need to see what this thing is. Um, So, yeah, they bring him into the ship. And there's a scientist on the ship who's like, we need to see what this thing is. It's another life form. Let's let's do some science. And so the scientist is basically responsible for figuring out what this alien thing is and trying to save this man at the same time because it's just like permanently embedded on his face.
0: I want to say let's do some science is like the catchphrase for every... Uh, every movie in which yeah. uh, humans kind of brought this upon themselves.
1: Truly, science.
0: Jurassic Park. It's like let's do some science.
1: Honestly, science is what has saved us and made us live longer, and is also the death of us.
0: <laughs> Curiosity killed the cat. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, science and technology—they'll—they'll they'll get us. Um, so so yeah. So eventually, this. Uh, alien that's attached to the guy's face becomes detached from his face and uh it dies. So they're able to kind of like look at it safely. Um, and the guy who it was attached to seems to be pretty okay until one night he's eating dinner and starts to like, kind of have like a seizure ish kind of reaction.
0: Like some convulsions. Yeah.
1: And <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Uh, all of a sudden a like baby alien just rips out of his stomach and runs off. And that scene was kinda funny looking. <laughs> the way the alien just like ran off. The way
0: it ran off was like <laughs> hilarious. Was pretty funny. But everything I think before that, especially for like nineteen seventy nine. It looked pretty gruesome. Was pretty gruesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was pretty gross. To, I have some details on that later.
1: Yeah. Um, so this is when you're like, uh oh. This is where the movie takes a turn. So of course, chaos ensues. Now the ship is overtaken by this baby alien who within like I guess an hour is now fully grown. Um and has a giant ugly head. And the alien pretty much takes out the whole crew, but Sigourney Weaver, by the end of the movie, manages to successfully throw the alien out into space and escapes on like a little ship with her cat. And all is well, at least for now, because I know there are sequels to this movie, so clearly we see more aliens um so yeah so that's pretty much the whole movie i skipped out on some of the details there but you all can watch the movie i'm sure we'll talk about it
0: yeah i mean that's basically what happens yeah alien gets on the ship takes takes them out one by one yeah although there is a yeah the science officer turns out to be an android but yeah
1: yeah I don't get that part. Um, honestly, I thought the movie was just eh. <gasps> I know. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just like, it was, it was, I don't know. It's just, it was what I expected. And I guess for it coming out in like 79, it like, it looked great. Um, but would I sit and watch it again? Probably not. Like, I don't care. I didn't care about it enough to watch it again. Mm. So... um So, yeah, I thought it was just okay.
0: So, the first time I watched this movie, I kind of felt the same way. Definitely upon second viewing, which this was my second viewing, uh, I definitely appreciated it more because, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess, as you put it, like, yeah, 1979, I don't have a very good frame for that Mm -hmm. other than I know, like, Jaws came out in 1975. Star Wars came out in 1977, and then this came out in 1979, and, like, movies, movies weren't really, like, big-budget blockbuster as we know them today until, like, Jaws came out in 1975. That was kind of, like, one of the biggest, like, that was, like, the big, you know, blockbuster movie, like, that started it all. So with that in mind it's like oh and this came out four years later um and just kind of looking at like the production and the budget and uh just kind of how big and small uh they do things with you know the big space set stuff but then like the story of the movie is actually kind of like very contained in mm-hmm. uh small space mm-hmm. um but it does a lot to kind of not just say hey this is a world in which people are traveling through space but it's also trying to like expand its own world in very subtle ways like how they have this ship computer that kind of tells them what to do how the science officer is actually a droid that was provided to them by the company that they work for it's like they're not just some crew that like is on a ship they're not like uh they're not like a space force crew that works for the government they're like a mining company or they're they're a ship that works for a mining company and they're transporting you know like minerals for this company and it's like yeah the science officer is actually an android was provided by the company and it's like he's got his own incentives to try and like when he finds out that yeah, there's alien potentially alien life while they're like traveling through space, his whole directive just becomes like preserve the alien life for the company. This supersedes the crew's safety at all costs. Um, I thought like those were the those were the details that I really didn't appreciate the first time I watched the movie. That I think yeah, watching it the second time, I'm like, okay, those are small things, but they do add a bit more character to the world itself instead of just being like crew space alien attack me yeah. you know did that make sense
1: i guess but if we're not gonna see the world why do we need those details you know what i mean
0: well it'll be filled out later you know franchise <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you gotta get me invested I guess yeah, to get to that like, point, you know. It's
0: just it, I just feel like it's this movie is an example of doing a lot with very little. Like it it wasn't trying to yeah. build all of it out because that would be like way too expensive. It's just like it's trying to tell a story mm-hmm. and it does keep it very laser focused on the story. Like the characters are just trying to get home and now suddenly they are being attacked by a beast. Yeah. And it's not really trying to be more ambitious than that. Yeah. Um, as a viewer, that's all you're really supposed to care about. But um, it does kind of like lay the groundwork to expand itself uh, for, you know, future movies.
1: I guess. I guess I just like would have found it more compelling if the scientist wasn't a robot. but he, But like he was behaving like that just out of his own self-interest, you know? like his own yeah like if like the scientist just had like a dark side you know and was like oh i want to like reap the benefits and like i'm getting maybe i'll get paid extra money you know if i do this thing and like i'll throw i'll i'm willing to out of my own terrible morals to throw everyone under the bus well versus like, like i'm a robot
0: well no because that feels that feels like one dimensional of like oh you know maybe i'll get a raise or like you know uh, I'm doing this for science, or whatever. I, I, like, it's the fact that it's this greater organism, as in, like, this company that they work for, mm-hmm. that is enforcing the scientist to, uh, you know, protect the alien at all costs and, like, not care about the crew. That kind of has this, like, deeper metaphor and meaning of like yeah corporations don't care about the little people they are just trying to no, innovate get- themselves yeah and like you know even if it's a danger to everybody and you know kind of like what you said earlier like progress and technology um
1: yeah. no i get that i'm saying the company still would have been it still would have been the part of like the company hired him to do that like i'm saying like him and the company working together yeah to do that so like that whole aspect of the company being behind it all is still there but it's like because i think it makes it even more realistic if like there are greedy people in the world who would be willing to throw other people under the bus to you know make it to the top of these companies or whatever you know so it's like i feel like that like grounds it a little bit versus like you had the robot in there like him being a robot i was like well, huh? it
0: you know it takes place in the future. We can travel the stars. Yeah, maybe guess. there would be robots, and maybe it would make sense for a company like this to impose its will on the crew. Uh, uh, what's the word? Virtually, I guess. By yeah. putting this robot on the ship, I just think it's, I, I think it's more interesting. It just fills it fills out the details a bit more than just like. Yes, this science man for the sake of science uh wants to, you know, figure some stuff out or whatever. It's it's like it's like that would be saying, you know, any scientist is evil in this world potentially versus uh like any scientist could be uh evil in this world versus in this case it's saying like no, this is specifically because of like this company, and maybe there's somebody who's running that company, and mm-hmm. that's the reason why mm-hmm. this decision has kind of come all the way down to what's now happening to this crew. And I just, I just personally think that's just more interesting. Um, yeah. Than just scientist character for the sake of science, uh, when really it's maybe like. Scientist character who created this whole crazy mining company who wants to who has you know like like that character that you preferred him to be is actually the guy who's like behind the curtain running the whole company mm-hmm. and the android is just just like a mm-hmm. like a representation of that
1: mm-hmm. I guess it just kind of pulled me out of it I guess it just it didn't feel as sinister. I don't know. It just, like, it removed responsibility from this character that I have now, like, I see. established and kind of just felt a bit silly. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I was like, oh, okay.
0: All right. Well, what did you think of the alien itself?
1: I thought he was silly. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I mean, for the time, I'm sure people were terrified. You know, I'm sure that I'm sure in 79 when people went to the theaters, they were like, oh, my gosh, that's so scary. But watching it now, I was like, this is so ridiculous. What is up with his head? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why is-, is he posing the way he's posing? <laughs> like the light would flash on him and he would be like, hello. <laughs> and I'd be like, what is he doing? It's a timeless design. <laughs> like, clearly, that is a man in a oh suit. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: well we are still using that design because it's terrifying honestly i think it's scary yeah. uh like the first time i saw what the aliens look like from alien yeah. was in alien versus predator yeah and i remember thinking like yo that is some scary stuff like when you think yeah. of like the worst case scenario for a scary alien that's going to take out a crew this is pretty much up there.
1: I was I did like that he kind of like camouflaged into the ship. I thought that was pretty terrifying. But uh but yeah, all the other parts I was like this is kind of funny.
0: <laughs> I did read that the alien costume itself was like very volatile, so like it could break really easily mm-hmm. or te- or tear really easily. Mm-hmm. So when when they did that whole part where he kind of was like blending in with the ship they actually had to build the set around the guy in the suit wow in order to make that work because otherwise um things would have broken off things were broken off yeah yeah Yeah. specifically the tail seemed to be breaking off a lot
1: i forgot he even had a tail
0: well in later movies they take full advantage of the scariness of the tail i will say
1: yeah and his like retractable teeth
0: I don't know. I mean, I think for, for like, for 79, I think it's just a very impressive movie. Um, It is smart about not just showing you the alien in, like, one full shot. Like, it's, Mm -hmm. you're never really seeing the full thing. Because especially in, like, 1979, it probably would have made it even more hokey looking if they had done, like, the full body at the time. Um But then when you kind of like compare it to the most recent alien movie, which was Alien Covenant. I I didn't even watch that movie, but I remember seeing a shot in the trailer where it's like the alien. You see the alien in like broad daylight on top of the ship, like trying to attack the people. And it just doesn't like. I mean, it seems like it would be weird. It's kind of scary, but like at the same time, it just kind of it just gets further away from like the original point and of the vision of the franchise and i mean maybe this is just kind of like a deeper argument for like the issue with franchises um because obviously they got to do something different they can't just rehash the same thing over and over again that's what star wars tried to do didn't really work in their favor but i don't know it's just for me um you know beyond this movie and its sequel aliens like you know we don't we don't need to keep making alien movies. Uh we can make new alien movies. Well, okay. Um Any other specific thoughts about this movie? No. Okay. Well, uh, I will just go ahead and uh, give you some facts. So, this movie won the Oscar for best visual effects. That is the only Oscar that it won. Uh it might have been the only one that it was nominated for. Uh, this movie is ranked on IMDb. Where would you think that it's placed?
1: Mm, maybe like eight.
0: Number eight.
1: Oh, ranked. I thought you meant like rating.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, every movie's got a rating on IMDb, yeah. but it's uh, this movie is ranked as in it is it, it is yeah. rated in the top two hundred and fifty movies. Yeah. On IMDb specifically. Yeah. Um, I give so, it like. Uh. Between 1 and 250, where where would you guess this movie places?
1: Uh, maybe like 123.
0: That's... I probably would have guessed something kind of similar. Uh, I was a little surprised that it is actually number 53 on IMDb. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, interestingly, the movie's production budget was only 11 million dollars estimated to be 11 million dollars which i mean yeah i guess 1979 different time
1: i was like that seems pretty high
0: i guess that's high for it, so i was reading that originally it was going to be like 4.2 and then they increased it to 8.4 because they saw ridley scott's storyboards and were so impressed by them that they were like oh yeah we got to throw more, more money at this project um I read that Tom Skerritt, the guy who plays like the commanding officer of the ship, he was originally like not signed on, but then, you know, through some circumstances, he did kind of join, but then halfway through filming, he asked if he could forego his salary and just get a half percentage of royalties because he was like, this movie's going to be good. Um, which I don't, I don't know if that actually happened, but if so, brilliant. Um, Let's see. What else do we have on here? The original cut of this movie was going to be 192 minutes, which I think, like, thank God it wasn't, because it's, like, a full two hours, but the movie doesn't even really pick up, like, with the alien threat until halfway through the
1: movie. Yeah, it's a bit slow. So
0: it is very, like, the first hour is... I fell very at, like, slow I, like, fell asleep you fell asleep yeah we had to watch yeah. this in two sittings because you fell asleep um before they even left the planet <laughs> um and I yeah I do upon rewatching it I'm like yeah maybe that could have been like half as long yeah and still maybe had the same impact but I do I do get the idea of like yeah establish the characters establish the relationships that's the thing, is like... and make the second half scary because now we're killing them all but yeah, yeah I don't know
1: that's the thing. It's like spending time establishing the characters. I couldn't tell you any of their names. Like, there I know Parker. There's,
0: there's Ripley and Parker <laughs> and Brett. Like one of them's I could is Brett
1: and like three of them. I can't distinguish between the three. Like I'm like I really didn't. I really didn't know half of them.
0: Yeah, maybe they died, like,
1: and I was like, cool. I, that was dude number three.
0: Yeah, I guess maybe if they had like. four spent more time fleshing out the characters themselves and making them into, like, likable people. Yeah.
1: Like, you really don't get their personality either. Like, there's another woman on the on the thing. I have you didn't no, even I didn't like know, her. Yeah, I didn't like her. But, like, you really don't know anything about her. The whole, all you hear her is, like, you only hear her whining every once in a while. And I'm like, girl, you signed up for this trip. Why are you whining? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> why are you complaining? Um. And so, like, there's there's really very few characters you truly know anything about. But yet, they took so much time to get into the action. What were what were we doing? Listen, we were watching Sigourney Weaver press buttons. That's what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, we watching did make her a lot of press buttons.
0: The the set design is very impressive, but at the same time, it's like you see all these flashing lights and little doodads, in your life. yes,
1: I was like, cut it out, yeah, cut it out. Especially I'm too old
0: for this, especially now, like working uh, as a user experience designer, I'm just like, I look at. Those types of interfaces in like science fiction. I'm like, that's useless. What does all that do? What, nothing. Yeah. What, 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 what for? What, what's all that? Yeah. Um, so it is interesting to look at it from that lens. Uh, all right. Some interesting, uh, some other little tidbits. The original draft of the movie was called Star Beast.
1: Well, I'm glad they changed that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, it was originally called Star Beast, but then the writer saw how many times he used the word alien in the script and was like, yeah, it seems like the more appropriate title. Uh, but also, it was like, it, it was a noun and a verb, or sorry, an adjective. a <laughs> verb? <I'll remember. laughs> to alien. I'll <laughs> alien you. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it was a noun and an adjective sim- uh, simultaneously. He was like, yeah, it's a good, it's a good title. Now... Sigourney Weaver was one of two potential female leads under consideration. The other female lead that was under consideration was actually Meryl Streep.
1: Wow. I'm glad they did not go at Meryl Streep. Yeah? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just feel like Sigourney Weaver did a great job with this.
0: I mean, I think think Sigourney Weaver probably was the right choice, but also, you know, how could we possibly know? Because... If Meryl Streep had done the movie and maybe Meryl Streep would have been in just like totally different types of movies and would have built up a completely different image of her in our uh, brain, of our brains. And I don't know. I don't know. Who's to say?
1: I know. I like just, I don't know. I just never, like, I mean.
0: Knowing what I know about each of them now, it's like, yeah, Sigourney Weaver, obviously. Yeah.
1: I feel like Sigourney Weaver is such like a sci-fi queen, you know?
0: Because of this movie.
1: Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, the rest of these facts are mostly just kind of like miscellaneous facts. So we've got, they didn't release any images of the alien prior to release. You had to go see the movie if you wanted to see the alien. Which I think, yeah, very smart idea. I wish movies would do that more these days. Now it's like they show you the monster to try to get you interested in the movie. But then you kind of like the best parts, like the big reveals are taken away
1: well I feel like like a quiet place doesn't show you they didn't show you the monster oh that's a good point all right and quiet place was terrifying yeah
0: kudos to a quiet place then yeah all right like I can I can appreciate a movie that is doing like a monster thing that's mm-hmm. original mm-hmm. never seen before mm-hmm. and not showing you yeah. what the thing is in the marketing yeah. and you know you have to go see the movie yeah that's that like being the whole said purpose
1: of like bird box
0: well I was gonna say bird box well see the thing about bird box is like I was left feeling unsatisfied with the fact that you don't see them at all ever yeah it's saw
1: drawings remember that guy made the drawings
0: I don't remember the drawings at all you know no. that guy
1: was like making drawings and I remember those drawings were terrifying I was like I don't want to see it yeah <laughs> I don't, I don't need know to like see it.
0: <laughs> I did enjoy bird box but yeah I don't I don't know I like I was just I was hoping to see a reveal that just never happened
1: I kind of like that It you never got it I like that like unsettling like i'll just never know i'll never know. know what they were looking at it,
0: it felt like the happening did you see the happening no i've never seen a, it atrocious terrible movie but like you don't really know what caused the happening mm. or what the happening was it yeah. just happened and it was, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's
1: and like it a w- master of none or he's like the secret yeah, is happening
0: yeah. it's it and it it just leaves you so unsatisfied yeah. because it's like it's there one moment and then suddenly it's gone mm. and there it, and it's not it's an amorphous thing. thing yeah like their their theory in the movie is that it's the trees um, mm.
1: but it's kind of fun because then you you can because then you can concoct your own you can use your own imagination your own creativity to decide like what it is you want it to be. Yeah, that, that's true. Look that's up Bird true. Box guy's drawings because you'll, okay. you'll see it. I'll look. It, I'll, I'll yeah. be sure to look that up later.
0: <laughs> Um, All right, what are some other interesting facts we've got here? Okay, so when the alien first bursts out of the guy's chest, it's like this dinner scene. I think that is a great scene, by the way. That's my favorite scene of the yeah, movie. Yeah, because, like, it's...
1: Was it his chest or his stomach? I think I said stomach. It's a, yeah, it's fine.
0: Um, yeah, it shoots out of his chest or his stomach. I don't know, it shoots out of him. Um, yeah. his torso. And yeah, that's that's definitely the best scene in the movie because it's like the this moment where, you know, everything's kind of been like fine. It's like, yeah, we were afraid for him, but it wasn't kind of like big scary moment. Yeah. And that was the first moment where it was kind of like something is seriously wrong, and then by the end of it, you're like and now th- things are now not going to be the same. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool.
1: You know what the through line between our movies are? Aliens in people's stomachs.
0: Is there an alien inside? Oh, yeah. All right. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. I have a lot to say about our next movie. Um, So anyway, when it bursts out of uh, John Hurt's character's chest or torso, um. It, uh, there's kind of like, you know, his guts all over the place. So those guts were actually animal guts.
1: Like real animal real guts? Real
0: animal guts. and That the,
1: seems unsanitary.
0: And the cast did not, the, the cast was not told that it was going to be real animal guts, nor were they told how much blood there was actually going to be, or in what direction the blood was going to go in, because they really wanted to capture this like, sense of terror and just being absolutely horrified and getting that real reaction out of the cast which is like just would not fly today because
1: the blood went all over that girl's face yeah yeah
0: the, i mean well that blood might have been fake but it's like oh. but you know like when you're looking at the guts like that's that's real guts
1: yeah that doesn't seem sanitary guts. oh no but hey oh my god Hol- no. i don't know hollywood 79 yuck
0: yeah so i I was reading and apparently like it worked so well that and i say like so well kind of like sarcastically um because uh the actor who played parker went home that night and like didn't speak to his wife for hours because he was just in such shock from the experience wow yeah
1: he was like my favorite character
0: he was a good character yeah um. All right. What else do I have in here? I'll go. Uh, yeah, we got a, we got a twofer here. Um, thematically. So I'm just gonna go go with both of these. Uh, the tendons of the aliens' jaws was made with condoms.
1: I'm sorry. What? Yeah. It just the tendons.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's what the note said. The tendons of the aliens' jaws were made with condoms. Well. Now, the alien slime, you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. His little drool.
0: Yeah. The slime was actually KY Jelly.
1: That makes so much sense. Yep. 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 What Uh, else would you be able to use? I don't know. That would be like goopy like it was.
0: I mean, how great that you can just go to the store and pick it up rather (laughs) than having to ask somebody on set to make it. There was
1: a lot of like goop everywhere. They had to have like a bucket.
0: I'm sure they did.
1: Yeah, <laughs> my God.
0: Um, all right. What else? What else? There's a scene where they, uh, John Hurt's character, enters the egg chamber, and there's like this blue laser light. Do you remember that? Mm. It's kind of like there's it's it's this laser light that's like perfectly horizontal and kind of like goes under it, and it's like it's a really interesting effect. You're like, whoa! How is that even possible? Like how? It's a really cool light effect. I don't remember. No. Um, well, uh, that laser, that blue laser light, was actually borrowed from the Who because they were testing it out for their live shows on the soundstage next door. So they just borrowed it for the movie scene to just it looked cool, and that's how you got that.
1: Wow.
0: And my final fact: there's a scene you pointed this out in the movie how kind of weird this was where one of the ship's mechanics. He gets taken out by the alien, but the scene takes place in this space where there's like a kind of a light coming from the ceiling and like some chains dangling down and like water is kind of coming down on those chains from the light. And you made a comment uh, saying like, what? Room is this like what is this for? Why would it be there on a ship? Like, why
1: is this ship so big? Right,
0: and I and I was like, yeah, that is a really good point. You were like, it that's their self
1: care room, or like uh, yeah, yeah you know, the, I know, like, yeah. meditation room. That's the meditation
0: room. This is the zen room. <laughs> that's the um, what's what like uh. I, uh, like interactives like you know like a mm. where you go to get your slime and your fidget spinners you know um what do you call those like manipulatives yeah manipulatives yeah, yeah. That's so anyway that's just a joke but um yeah when you raised that I was like that is a really good point that doesn't make any sense aesthetically though kind of cool right yeah um so apparently, that whole scene was a big point of contention between Ridley Scott, the director, and the producers, because the producers were like, "This doesn't make any sense. Why would this be here?" But uh, Ridley Scott decided to stick with his guns because he felt like it would just add a little bit of extra movement to the scene and just kind of add to the scene in general. So it was just I guess stuff he put together. So he just he just put it in. Yeah. Wow. And you know what? Like it works. It's cool.
1: No, it doesn't. Because I it's was like, like, "Where is he? What like, is he doing?" It is
0: weird. It's like, why would there be dripping water from here? Like, he, you know, he he's like,
1: like, he's like he's like cooling yeah. off. I'm like he's. And it's like, where's this water that's
0: even the coming thing. from? It's not
1: like he, it's like the environment is such a big part of the scene. So like, you're draw, like your attention is drawn to what he's experiencing in this room yeah so you can't help but be like what the heck even is all this mess
0: yeah and to find out that the reason is just kind of like the director thought it was cool (laughs) it was cool
1: (laughs) no reason you wouldn't find this it's just because it was awesome oh am i making noise with that probably my bad um
0: yeah well so astute observation um and those are all the facts that i have nice so you would not watch it again? No. <laughs> well, one of these days I'm going to get us to watch the sequel. And yeah. that one was directed by James Cameron himself. And oh I think you might like that one. Maybe. Hopefully. It's definitely like this movie. When you watch Aliens and you compare it to this movie, it's like you can just see the technical innovations, the bigger budget, um, which can, it makes you appreciate both movies uh individually because you know alien was just able to do a lot with a little and then aliens is able to do a lot with a lot (laughs) Mm. um
1: i mean i watched part of the third one with my dad this past no that one's
0: supposed to suck yeah it Uh, did not look great all alien movies after aliens just did not review well uh from what i understand
1: weaver stayed with it
0: she stayed with it for i think like the third and fourth one yeah crazy and then they made prometheus in like 2012 or whatever um that bet you didn't even know that that was an alien movie actually most I they did. didn't even oh you did you did yeah know that. okay well a lot of people they didn't they didn't advertise that movie like an alien movie it was kind of supposed to be this big like mm-hmm. whoa
1: alien whoa. Oh, feel. yeah mm. i mean it sounds like an alien movie prometheus yeah
0: that's like saying, just come up with any any old word and like, oh, yeah. Like, and there's got to be a, a bias with there. Anything in it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's got atheists in it. So clearly it must be attached to the Alien franchise. That doesn't make any
1: sense. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I mean, like, it just, oh, okay, I get what you mean. You mean in the alien franchise i thought you meant it's an alien movie i was like yeah it sounds like oh an alien no no no! Movie. yeah not
0: prometheus takes place why would i be bringing it up if it was just, i'm just saying I, yeah hey, I don't this know. random alien no, yeah no, no, no. it takes place in the alien i don't know franchise. i thought maybe sigourney
1: weaver was also in Prometheus. oh my bad so you were yeah, saying yeah. like oh and then she made prom, and then they made prometheus and so no, oh, like, no yeah no
0: prometheus yeah takes place within the, the alien, alien universe, universe. okay yes.
1: Yes. Got you. I was like, it sounds like an alien movie. <laughs> I was like, and people were shocked that there were aliens in it.
0: Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Because it wasn't supposed
1: to be that. Got you. Makes sense.
0: Or at least it was. I don't know. I I can't quite remember, but I remember knowing like, oh yeah, that's 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 actually an alien movie.
1: Mm. Anyway. Cool.
0: Um. That's everything on this
1: movie. Awesome. Let's pivot.
0: Alright, let's pivot. So, this week for Eerie Aliens, I was assigned a movie called Annihilation. Came out in 2018. Yes. Got it right that time. Uh, it was written and directed by Alex Garland, who may be best known for directing Ex Machina, which is a movie about a like robot woman. It has a lot to say about like AI, the internet and the web as my mom calls it yeah right right right. um surfing the web
1: i know that's so funny um
0: so ex machina was a really interesting movie i had not seen annihilation for i don't know whatever reason and so i was kind of looking forward to this movie i i knew that like it wasn't I like if it if it was supposed to be like this big crazy incredible movie I like I would have known that so I didn't have like the highest expectations going into this movie but it was also like just intellectually curious because Alex Garland made it and I don't know what he's made since and you know it's good enough for Natalie Portman to be in it so hey maybe there's got to be something to it. So the movie itself is about a biologist who is Natalie Portman's character. Her husband, played by Oscar Isaac, he's in the army and he goes on a mission and he doesn't come back till randomly one day a year later, but he's like sick and it's kind of this weird thing and then the army picks up her and her husband like while they're on the way to the hospital and he's like kind of in quarantine and a psychologist appears and reveals to uh natalie portman's character lena is her name yeah uh reveals to lena that her husband went inside this amorphous purple bubble liquid force field called the shimmer and they don't know what's going on with it so her and four other science women go in to find some answers and they go in they discover that the shimmer is refracting all DNA, whatever the hell that means. Um, and so they're seeing weird things like crocodiles with teeth that they shouldn't have and deer with plants growing on their antlers. And then one by one, they slowly like it get scrambles
1: killed scrambles their DNA. So then it like creates mutations essentially. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I
1: like get it yeah
0: (laughs) get it yeah (laughs) i'll come back to it though yeah um and one by one they slowly got they slowly get killed off because it's affecting their dna and there's also like some crazy dangers out and about so the first two to get killed actually get killed by the same thing which is this like big man bear pig um and it's like one of them gets killed then the next one is kind of like suspicious of Natalie Portman and the psychologist because uh, they didn't know, they knew that they were going in and that this soldier had, was the only person to come back out, which is like Oscar Isaac, her husband, uh, Natalie Portman's husband. Um, but she did not tell them that that was her husband. So, mm-hmm. you know, Gina Rodriguez, she's, like, this character who becomes untrusting of the rest of them. She finds out... And the
1: shimmers, like, it can, like, affect their mental... Right, right. Mess their mental space.
0: She, like, finds Natalie Portman's locket for whatever reason. Uh, She just decided to go snooping while she was sleeping, I guess, and finds the picture of Oscar Isaac. And so then she becomes, like, not trusting them. And she's like, you know, we didn't see the man-bear pig, but... You know, the psychologist and Natalie Porman are saying that it killed her. Did you guys actually kill her? But then she hears, like, the scream of the woman and, like, is like, oh, I'm coming to save you. But then, no, it turns out the scream was coming from the man bear pig. And, like, it ends up eating her – or not eating her, but it ends up, like, killing her. And... Uh, yeah, and then like I don't know, they find some trees in the shape of humans, and Tessa Thompson's character uh, turns into a tree, I guess. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and like they're the whole time they're trying to make it to the source of the shimmer, like within the bubble force field. And so Natalie Portman and the psychologist, like they make it to the shimmer, and it's inside this lighthouse, and she discovers that her husband she sees like a video camera and this body and kind of figures out that like her husband actually probably died and that the husband who came out was probably a duplicate of him and but then she like goes inside the lighthouse's uh booty hole and and (laughs) the. (laughs) i don't know how to i mean you described it as that and that's
1: I didn't know you were going to say that on the I, didn't, I didn't think oh I was going to
0: say it on the podcast but like for all intents and purposes That's what it looks that's like. That's the best description. That's <laughs> what it looks like. Um go watch the movie and tell me what else I should yep. call it.
1: Play um, that magic school thus like <laughs> meme video. Yeah.
0: Um and uh, like she goes in there and she finds the psychologist who was like spouting off some metaphorical nonsense. And then she says the word annihilation at the, <laughs> end, at the end of the speech. And then like she shoots a laser beam out of her mouth, yeah, which, that then made like, no sense. which then um, spouts out, it's like this bubble liquid and then it turns into like, I don't know, a portal or something. And then Natalie Portman's, blood goes into it and this then creates a duplicate of her which is just mirroring her but then she like blows it up with a grenade and then everything around her like on this beach kind of starts to burn down and then she's interrogated by Benedict Wong i guess she got out of the force the the shimmer and she goes up to her possible husband's duplicate and then it's kind of just implied that maybe she's also a duplicate and neither of them might be real. And that's when the movie ends. So what did I think about this movie? Um, I thought this was a mega dumb movie. <laughs> that's I, fair. I thought this was a bad movie. Um that's fair. Clearly a lot of work went into... All of it, you know, yeah. um, there there are parts of it that are like, you know, that, oh, that's very well made. The visual effects are great. You got some big actors here. Um, you know, some thought went into the writing, but it doesn't feel like enough thought went into the writing. Or maybe, maybe that's the wrong approach. I think maybe way too much thought went into the writing. Mm. I think this movie kind of like, yeah, is like, overriding itself because, like, it's, it's building up this, like, I don't know, r- laws of the universe, like, the laws, the rules within this movie, the confines of this movie, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just, it just makes it way too overcomplicated to really be able to say anything. Like, when you look at, when you look at Alien, for mm-hmm. example, it's, like, Space crew picks up an alien, alien becomes threat, they and they get picked off one by one and they try to survive and it's like that is so it's such a simple premise. I don't need to think too hard about it. It's it's all there and very easy to understand. And when I watched Annihilation, mm-hmm. I felt like there was just so much going on in this movie that I did not understand and I don't know I got, I, I got the sense that, like, maybe the movie wanted me to understand or maybe the movie wanted me to dissect and try to understand, but I didn't get the sense that if I tried to spend the time dissecting what it all meant, that it would be a worthy use of my time and that the answer that I found at the end of that road was going to be worthwhile or satisfying in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's just, It's just trying to do way too much, and I think they really needed to, like scale back whatever kind of artistic commentary they were going for because it i think in the end it just kind of came out like a bunch of nonsense mumbo jumbo with absolutely no deeper meaning other than like you know or, or if there is a deeper meaning it's making me feel like i'm too dumb to understand it and like i really really dislike those kinds of movies mm-hmm um yeah, So, what do you what do you think
1: yeah i think that's totally fair <laughs> <laughs> i i think i watched it, i watched this when it first came out i thought i saw it in theaters but i don't think i saw it in theaters i think i ended up watching it at home i think i streamed it at home like shortly after it came out sure okay. um but anyway i remember all i remember the first time i watched it is i was like what <laughs> what just happened I remembered I just remember it being weird but I don't I didn't remember kind of like my thoughts about it so it was very interesting rewatching it again because I remembered all the details of it but I don't yeah rewatching it I was like I felt the same way I was just kind of like what is all this like what especially especially once because I do enjoy leading up to the lighthouse once she gets to the lighthouse I'm like this is absurd like when the like little um laser comes out of the woman's mouth i literally was like that's dumb
0: (laughs) you said it out loud i was like i'm gonna reserve saying speaking my thoughts on this for the podcast but this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen
1: yeah i I couldn't hold it in i was like this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen what am i looking at what is she even saying right Um, how did she
0: even get there
1: i know i know um so that's fair. And I, I think that's kind of the consensus among people. So I have some facts if you're ready for facts.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: Um well so first of all, this movie is actually based on a trilogy, a novel. Um so the trilogy is called the Southern Reach trilogy. It's by Jeff Vandermeer. And so this is the first book of that trilogy, of course, called Annihilation as well. Okay. Um and but the the director, Alice Garland, as you mentioned. Uh, decided not to reread the book, I guess, when creating the movie. So he decided he wanted to adapt it like a dream of the book. So I have no clue. That is like the
0: dumbest (laughs) thing I've ever heard. Like that's, Uh, yeah, that is a, that is a bad call for a creative to make when they're deciding that they want to adapt something that like hey i'm gonna take that thing and i'm gonna turn it into a dream of that that is the stupidest (laughs) most pretentious overconfident idea i have ever heard yeah if i was in his circle i would have been like don't do that
1: (laughs) yeah i have no clue how close this is to the novel i didn't see any i didn't look too hard for like additional facts on like whether or not this was really close to novel what the author thought about the movie I don't know because I feel like the author would have to be involved
0: right somehow right
1: so I, I I can't imagine it would drift too far from the book um but yeah I don't so I don't know I I have no clue um, I think there was like there were some really cool ideas like that whole yeah. like
0: that whole scene inside the lighthouse where the alien duplicate is kind of like mirroring her every move like Mm -hmm. that's a cool idea in concept yeah but it has to be properly executed in order to pay off to the audience in any kind of way and in this case it was just kind of like portrayed as this I don't know it's it, it was all just too like ephemeral and not No, like it just didn't feel like there was a reason behind anything other than to just kind of trip you out for a few minutes. Yeah. And like that's when I think about the lighthouse sequence of this movie, I'm like, that's probably the one part of the movie that I would be most likely to rewatch. Yeah. But not to rewatch out of like the impact that had in the context of the movie, but just to rewatch because like it has some really interesting visual effects going on and it's very yeah. confusing yeah. and it's like something that you would put on in the background looping with like no mm. audio like i don't know if you're trying to like entertain your guests at a party or, or like, <laughs> like or, in the or, background like a, of a rave yeah, but yeah. exactly yeah like yeah. you're at a rave and it's like oh yeah i'm gonna play this 10, 12 minute sequence from Annihilation yeah. in the background at my nightclub or whatever. And people yeah. are going to be like, whoa, this is crazy, man. <laughs> and like, that's it. You know, that's the most that I think that you could possibly yeah. get out of this.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's funny hearing your thoughts because this next fact is basically everything that you just said. Oh. So, so, this movie uh, tested poorly <laughs> when it was screened test, did a test screening. yeah. Um, and so there was a financier financier yeah. financier at Paramount, David Ellison, who was extremely concerned with the film because he uh, he felt it was too intellectual and too complicated. And he wanted, he demanded that the producer and the director make changes so that it appealed to a wider audience. Uh, And some of those changes included making Natalie Portman's character more sympathetic and changing the ending. And the director and producer, the producer is Scott Rudin, uh, refused to alter it. (laughs) And there was like a lot of conflict between the producer and David, who is this person who was funding the movie. so much so that a, when distributing the film a deal was struck so that Netflix would actually be the ones to distribute the film internationally uh, so Paramount distributed the movie in the US and in China and then Netflix handled everywhere else that it was distributed um interesting
0: yeah, so yeah. I mean that I don't know that that almost kind of gives me like some hope that there are producers in hollywood that have taste who can recognize like i don't know hey this is a bad idea i mean i you know I, i'm all for like giving the the directors the opportunity to execute on their creative vision mm-hmm. and i don't like it when you hear these stories about like producer interference um especially from like no, the producer did not interfere no i know i know yeah, but like maybe he wanted to you know um, no, he
1: wanted he wanted to back the director. It was the person funding the movie who was okay, like Okay, well
0: the person funding the movie by law, by by the sheer act of contributing as a funder yeah. of the movie is, is a, a producer. producer. Yeah. yeah. So that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um so him as a producer like speaking I like I I don't know. I have yeah, mixed mixed thoughts because But, like, they didn't end up changing it? No. They refused to change it. Oh, okay. Because I was almost thinking, like, oh, it's because this guy interfered that they went with this, like, very shallow ending of, like, is she a duplicate? Is she not? Or Is he a duplicate? No, what we saw
1: was their vision. Oh, what a terrible idea. Yeah, and the guy financing it wanted it changed. He did not want this ending.
0: Oh, it's hard. It's hard because I think maybe... Uh, if he had gotten his way, the movie could have maybe been better um yeah. yeah, because it seems like if that's the ending that the director wanted, he just went about it in a very roundabout way mm-hmm. like if you want if if that's what you wanted the ending of the movie to be you're left with this question mm-hmm. of like are they real or are they not? you didn't have to make it so surrealist and like confusing and Mm -hmm. kind of leaving my brain in a fog through the experience you know like you just you just didn't have to do that and you did it yeah um and then you left me with this very shallow question that I didn't even care to consider yeah so
1: yeah yeah Um. I get I get why
0: the director wanted to I mean I sorry I get why the I yeah I get why the producer would want to change it I get why the director would not want to change it if that was his vision but um, yeah I, mm, mm.
1: yeah um another fact so Oscar Isaac filmed this movie simultaneously as he was filming Star Wars Episode Eight um and they were on adjacent studio lots so he used the same trailer for both films and would film scenes for both movies on the same day.
0: Wow. I mean, he didn't he did have, have much lines in this movie. He didn't have very many lines in this movie, and yeah. his role wasn't that big in Star Wars Episode 8 either. So, yeah.
1: Um, I could, yeah, love Oscar Isaac. Seems doable. Yeah. Um, so, prior to the release of this film, there was some criticism for casting Natalie Portman and Jennifer Jason Lee, who plays Ventress, um, as the characters who they play, because apparently in the books, those characters are described as Asian and half Native American, um, but Alex Garland explained that uh, none of the five. This isn't going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Garland explained that none of the five female characters' ethnicities are revealed in the first book, um, and so and so this and and that the script was completed before the second book was published, and so he casted based on who did well when they auditioned and that's what he went with
0: sure it you know it's it's never a good sign when the director has to make a comment on yeah. why they, why they casted a certain race of a character or whatever like yeah. it just it just never goes well it's like when uh um they interviewed the directors and producers of uh, Final Fantasy 16 mm-hmm. recently and they were like hey why are all the characters white and they were like well, because it's taking place in this like medieval setting and we wanted to make it accurate to like what that time would be. But it's like, in reality, not everybody was white in medieval time. It was mostly white, but not everybody was white. Yeah. And so it's just like, uh, not a good answer. Yeah. Ideally, they just shouldn't. I mean, they should have diversified the cast, but also like just don't put the directors and the producers in the position to have to answer that question because it's never going to go well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, last fact about the making of the movie. And then I have just a few about the movie's content. Um, but Frances McDormand was considered to play the role of Ventress. That would have been way better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so fa- two two facts about the movie's content. And I just wanted to include these to just further emphasize the dumbness. <laughs> Uh, So I don't know if you noticed, but the whole time we were watching the movie, this was really bothering me because I thought I was, I thought I was making it up, but then I realized I was not. Um, So there's a snake tattoo that Lena has on her forearm when she's being interrogated by Benedict Wong. And anytime I cut, anytime she was. She didn't
0: have that tattoo in earlier parts of the movie, right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And so I was like, did she have that before?
0: I thought the same thing. I was like i didn't notice this tattoo why give her the tattoo if i'm not as if you were going to notice it until now
1: yeah yeah and they don't mention it Like right. it's just unclear right. why it's she has there tattoo.
0: it's probably because her character was once in the army that's what i figured
1: so the so yeah so we were correct in that this she does not have this tattoo on her arm before she enters the shimmer this tattoo also appears on the arm of anya which is gina rodriguez's character and on the body of the soldier who was killed on the wall in the building that they enter. Um, so the tattoo is a symbol of a snake eating itself, which ties Horror into... Or tattoo, yeah. Yeah, which ties into the film's theme of self-destruction. Um, so Ventress gives... Was it Ventress who gives this whole like speech about self-destruction? or Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay.
0: that's right. Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> the... Oh, so stupid. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like a psychologist. yeah She's making this commentary about... Uh, trigger warning. Yeah, uh, she's making this commentary about uh, committing suicide. And she was like, "We don't, we don't actually commit suicide. We just self destruct." And I, I, I heard that, and I was like, "A psychologist did
1: not write
0: that line. Yeah, A non-psychologist like, wrote that line." Both of us were like, "What is she I've saying? Yeah. Like,
1: what, what point is she trying to make? Right? What is she talking about?" Um, yeah. So this is like an underlying theme of the movie um so speaking of underlying themes yeah
0: self-destruction is one of them yeah sure i like i don't know it's so it's obvious and not yeah like you tell me that and i'm like uh yeah i guess yeah sure yeah what am i supposed to be like oh my god good job alex garland wow you had this theme of self-destruction you left me with this crazy question at the end of the movie oh my gosh you should be a plot no movie sucked (laughs) sorry i (laughs) i I'm clearly very passionately upset about yeah. how much I didn't like this movie. That's fair.
1: Um, so last kind of fact about underlying themes in this movie. So the alien life form in this movie is not aggressive, and Natalie Portman makes this claim when she's being uh, interrogated by Benedict Wong because he's like, "The aliens trying to destroy us," and she's like, "No, I don't know what the aliens did. The aliens just here," <laughs> um, and so. Basically, all of the organic life forms within the shimmer are not aggressive. So, the plants, animals, etc., uh, they become symbiotic with the alien life form. In other words, they assimilate. However, those things that are aggressive and self-destructing um are annihilated. So in particular <laughs> <laughs> in You did
0: per- not just use the word annihilated. Annihilate. That's uh, what the fact
1: said. Uh, as, that's the word the fact said. Um so in particular, we see that Natalie Okay, but I have thoughts about this fact once I finish it. So let me get through go, it. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So Lena, which is Natalie Portman, as well as Josie Tessa Thompson according to this fact, deny all aggressiveness and self-destruction. And so they're assimilated by the alien life form and not distracted. Unlike the other woman from the squad, which end up getting like dying, horrible deaths. Um, however, I disagree with this because Natalie Portman was pretty aggressive. Like she comes in guns blazing.
0: Yeah, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard because she, the the woman who does get killed first
1: literally does, does nothing. not do
0: anything does nothing she's not aggressive throughout at the movie. all and natalie portman's character specifically guns down a yes. crocodile
1: yes a hundred percent and so i was like no i reject this fact <laughs> this is some nonsense absolutely not yeah uh so i don't know if that was like a true i don't know if that I don't know if some like random person wrote that as like their own kind of commentary on the movie of what they thought. I disagree with it. You can watch this movie and decide if you want to disagree with it or not. But yeah, I was like, no, that does not hold. Yeah,
0: when we were watching it, I was thinking like, okay, I think maybe 65% of people that watch this movie are going to think that it's dumb. And then there's going to be like, 30 percent of people who didn't think too much about it and were just like oh that was a cool movie yeah oh must be pretty smart movie um <laughs> oh yeah like and, and you ask them about it like what do you think of annihilation they're like oh yeah that was a pretty cool movie yeah not thinking too hard about it yeah and then five percent are probably you know the people who like really analyzed it and tried to understand mm. it and um i hope those people are happy um cuz i definitely fall in the 65% that thought this was a dumb movie. I would like i would genuinely give this a like a waste of time out of 10. Um it was it is fun to talk about after yeah. uh after watching it, but um yeah. I just i guess i just i was hoping for something so much more. Yeah. And uh, i feel like I think, like, on IMDb, I think it has like a 6.8. And I feel like that 6.8 is only earned by the movie's visuals. Mm. Because I, and maybe some of the, uh, you know, Natalie Portman being in it, uh, Oscar Isaac. Because I really, I do genuinely feel like this is Mm -hmm. just like one of the worst kinds of movies where it's like clearly so much effort is being put into something that is ultimately like a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. And like that to me is just like, it leaves me feeling the, the movie itself is hollow. And then it leaves me feeling like hollow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, uh, yeah, I don't recommend it. I don't, yeah, I don't recommend it, but yeah. I'm glad you picked it. <laughs> I'm glad we talked about it. Yeah.
1: Have you seen Arrival with Amy Adams? Yeah. Okay.
0: That's a good movie. I like that yeah. movie. I think, um that's a movie where i feel like it's almost very similar to this it's,
1: they came out like kind of at the same time right
0: but there's i think there's a lot more to piece out from that movie yeah that is just ultimately satisfying and it's also it does it has a level of like you could analyze it and find a satisfying answer but you could also not analyze it and still just enjoy the movie on the surface yeah um and this this movie was like if you want to if you want to really enjoy it you got to deeply analyze it but if you do you're not even gonna find a good answer so yeah like what's the point
1: yeah yeah
0: okay i'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop now i'll get off my soapbox this is not <laughs> i apologize
1: no no need to yeah no need to well, should we go ahead and do assignments for next week?
0: Yes. Take it away. What is the theme?
1: The theme for next week is haunted houses. Ooh, um, And to be quite honest, I my movie might be a stretch. I don't know if you really consider it a haunted house. Mo- I mean, it's definitely not a haunted house movie, but I think there's a haunted house aspect if I'm remembering it correctly. Like, I think you could kind of, in a way, consider it.
0: I forgot what you were going to assign. What is it?
1: Uh I'm giving you Last Night in Soho. Which you oh, might not enjoy. No. I know, you really don't <laughs> want to watch this
0: movie. I yeah, well I remember when you when you did watch it and I was like, go ahead and watch it without me because I my current perception of this movie is a lot like my perception of annihilation. <laughs> so I'm not like super
1: stoked. Uh, you might feel the same. I don't. I can't guarantee <laughs> so you'll we'll enjoy see. it. We'll
0: see. I'll watch it. We'll see how it goes. It's, a,
1: it's one that I because I I watched it fairly recently and I was just kind of like, what? <laughs>
0: All right. Well, once we're out of the Spooky Swap territory, I only ask like give me give me one of your heavy hitters after this.
1: No, for sure, for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Last night in Soho. Um, all right, and my my content pick is a video game, finally, um, doing another one of those, and mine's a bit more on the nose with the Haunted House <laughs> theme, because it is Luigi's Mansion 3, the video game. Nice. Specifically picked it because it has co-op elements. We've actually already started playing it. Uh, just because we knew we were going to be too busy and not have enough time to play this in just, like, a week. So we've actually sat down and played it once already. We'll have to sit down and play it at least once more. Um, So full thoughts on that next week?
1: Yeah. Um, If anyone wants to know the other movies that I hopefully will watch, um, I will be watching the old Haunted Mansion as well as the new Haunted Mansion, uh, which... People have actually told me they enjoy the new Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I'm Um, I'm interested in it yeah uh monster house which is like one of my favorite movies and i've been so excited to finally get to this week to be able to watch it so the... um casper beetlejuice which we watched i watched beetlejuice earlier watched beetlejuice. i know yeah. so i don't think i'm gonna watch it is there a beetlejuice 2 there's supposed to be i thought it was gonna come out this year but i guess not
0: so yeah i thought they were most definitely making it right
1: oh yeah they're making it okay I, I, mean, it's just it, not I just, out just don't yet. know when it. yeah i don't okay. know when it comes out um, and Coraline, which I did watch Coraline earlier this earlier month. Earlier this so year. Oh, last month? I think I watched it last month. I might you watch did. it. But I might watch it again, though, because I wasn't fully paying attention. And you can never get too much Coraline, which Coraline's also a stretch for Haunted House, to be honest. But No, it's a pretty haunted house, I eh, think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Beetlejuice
0: 2, expected September 6th, 2024. It is in uh, production. And Jenna Ortega is going to be in it. Uh,
1: who else?
0: Winona Ryder will be back. Uh, Catherine O'Hara will be back. Oh, Michael nice. Keaton will be back. Nice. Uh, Monica Bellucci will be in it. Justin Thoreau will be in it. Willem Dafoe is going to be in wow.
1: it. Wow. All right. Um, and
0: Tim Burton is going to direct it.
1: Alec Baldwin's not going to do it?
0: No, he's oh. not. He is not listed. Uh, neither is the. Oh. Uh,
1: um, what's her name?
0: The the wife in yeah. the original movie. Yeah. yeah. Nope. So they're not doing those characters, but... Uh, gotcha. Because Winona Ryder's character, she's... Uh, Catherine O'Hara's character is her step-mom. mom. Stepmom. Or, or stepmom. Okay, yeah. so... Yeah, I guess it makes sense to keep both of those characters. Maybe it's just going to be in a different house, or... I don't know. Maybe their maybe they're ghosts moved on. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Maybe it is uh, them who die. And they hire Beetlejuice.
0: Oh, mayhap Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa, why'd you do that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You're so silly. I used to be so terrified of Beetlejuice. He scared the heck out of me. I was like, no, nah, I don't want I to watch Beetlejuice. I this movie it was fun and silly. Oh, my God. I did not want to watch Beetlejuice when I was a kid. All right. That's all we have. We'll see you in one week. Yep.
0: Have a fantastic week and stay spooky, y'all. Yep. Bye. Bye.